It's so funny, Gary. Very rarely. I don't think, I think probably once I've ever played this music that we have underneath us live. Uh, so I feel like you, you don't know it nearly as well as I do because whenever I edit the podcast, I'm the one who edits it. Uh, whenever I, I, I have to hear it because I have to input it. I sometimes edit stuff along to the music, whatever. So I've heard it quite frequently. I have it almost memorized, uh, in the back of Is my mind. Is it just the, uh, the intro to Gimme Five? I've heard yeah. it a few times. Yeah. I don't have it memorized like you do though. Absolutely. Yeah. No. So it plays throughout the entirety of this segment and, and of this, uh, this episode whenever it releases <gasps> weekly. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't like the sound of my own voice, man. I I understand, man. I I, yeah. I hear the entirety of the editing process. I I have to hear things over and over again to cut things closer. So that way, if we're thinking about something, maybe a little bit, I I, I don't. There's no need to have the listener go through that. So anyway, so I, I have to hear the podcast obviously whenever we're talking, and then I have to go through it and edit it. Point being is that I have to hear this pretty much by itself. I hear this at least once, if not twice, already. Why listen to it a third time once it's the final product? I feel that there are a lot of actors who feel the same way about their films. I think Robert De Niro is one of those who never watches his own films. Anyways, oh, I love this music. We should uh, we should continue going and bopping and doing it. But it is indeed Give Me Five, the, ep- the episode where I've got five questions for Gary. He's got five questions for me. We do not know what they are, but what are we going to do, Gary? We will always answer them honestly, Mr. Philip. Thank you. And it is your turn to start since we don't have a guest. So I will let you go first and All take right. us away, Gary. I'm going to start with something short, sweet, and feel good. You know, because oh. every week I, I research um, news headlines to get an inspiration for one or two questions. Absolutely. And this week, I, I don't want to minimize anything, but it was like, People kidnapped. People shot. No people kidding. Su- suicide. You know this, what I saw? I had a. I. I, I looked into. Uh, I was going through the Twitter. That's where I usually find my stuff because it's just. It's going a, through the old Twitter. The Twitter. And I was looking through it, and and there was one that inc- grabbed my eye incredibly so much so that TMZ had a had a story about a guy who killed his neighbor, fed it to his family, and then killed his family, and I was saying. That is worth what? that is worth a discussion, but then again, I just didn't know how on earth to even phrase a question around that. So I, I let it go. I let it. Would you? Yeah. Wow. No. It just I I am I'm, I'm it's weird that that happened to come up in in the episode anyways. But it was I wow. Uh yeah. Yeah. So there are sometimes That's, um, sometimes bad bad enough news that doesn't even make it here on the on the episode. That that's like almost I mean not to <clears throat> be mean but that's like that could be like an episode of something dark like Rick and Morty. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I was reading so much like just sad 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 news. I was like I can't do this anymore. I want you to tell me the best part of your year so far. We're two months in. It's been rough for most people. Everything's still shut down. You know, storms are happening. You know, a lot of my students in Texas are screwed. It's so depressing. Just detail me something good here, man. Hmm. In 2020. 2021. 2021. Or 2020. No. Yeah. In 2020, there was some stuff. But in 2021, you know what? I've actually, career-wise, been making a lot of improvements in my life. Career-wise, 2021 has been incredibly generous to me. I know that's not the case around the entirety of uh, the nation and the world, but speaking for myself as humbly as I can, 2021 has been a tremendous year for me in my career, my career trajectory. I I am very grateful for that, and it's 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 so thrilling. To, to get off the schneid career-wise and, and move forward in the direction that I've been aiming for, going for. 
So career-wise, I know it's not, not anything specific, uh, but uh, career-wise, it's been it's been tremendous, um, and and I ho- it's it's only a sign of good things to come. I would hope. I should hope. So 2021, yeah. get that career going and started. Amen. You holier than thou douche. No, that's awesome, man. We are very happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Gary, a new report by Yahoo.com came out saying the macaroni and cheese brands uh, Annie's, that's the one with the bunny, promise, oh. yeah, promises to remove a chemical from its mac and cheese that's linked to infertility, cancer, and learning disabilities. This comes nearly four years after a study by the Coalition for Safer Food uh, found that Oh man, I hate these scientific words. Are you gonna pronounce the chemical? Yeah, it's flat. Okay, it's P H T H A L A T E S. I don't even know how to begin it. P H T H. Yes. How do you even start that? P H T H. Pithitalates. I don't know. That this dangerous chemical pithitalates which is a chemical commonly found in plastic manufacturing parts, had these horrible links to cancer, infertility, etc. Gary, what is a food, if any, that you would eat no matter what the cost was to your body? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, It would make you, me infertile, and it would give me cancer. I mean, you will gradually lose a leg because you keep eating this. Like, you, you, will, you will lose fingers. Mm-hmm. You might lose, you might lose uh, your hair. You might start to... <gasps> My hair! Yeah, you, oh, God! You might lose a, a, a nose, nostril. You might lose a nostril, Gary. But darn it, it's so good. I'd be like an elephant. I just have one nostril. Okay. Um. I think I, elephants have two nostrils. But Do they? What yeah. is the Trump then? I don't know. You're probably right. <laughs> um, part of me wants to go with like an essential food, but honestly, I'm going to be sentimental. This is going to seem like a basic answer, but I will explain. I would eat a good homestyle burger no matter the cost because to me <laughs> growing up with my granddad he made the best i he used to i mean, i can just taste the ones that you know that he used to make at his house you know when i was like 5 and um it, if i'm having a bad day i'll go to the store and get me some now beyond meat or if i'm mm. being really bad i would probably in this situation get some real meat oh how naughty make, <laughs> make myself a just beautiful burger and just munch away as I watch my leg slowly get shorter. And I would not regret a second of it, man. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Your turn, Gary. Right, so we started up back in, I believe, October of 2020. Yeah. We have reviewed, uh, I'm not going to count them all, but probably between 15 and 20 movies so far. We've been very consistent, and it's been a pleasure, sir. I wanted to reflect a little bit now that we're nearing Oscar season and ask you just a few categories based on the movies that we've watched. If you, the listener, want to go on Spotify and look at the movies that we watched so you can inform this even more, that would be cool because that's what I did. But <laughs> I want to ask you, first of all, uh, biggest pleasant surprise, biggest disappointment, most rewatchable, the one that stuck with you the most, and then favorite and least favorite. So okay. we'll start out with uh, your biggest pleasant surprise. Biggest pleasant surprise would – oh, that's tough. That's either – you know what I'm going to go with is Jingle Jangle. That's an easy, yeah. biggest surprise, pleasant surprise. That 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 truly, I didn't even know it was a musical going in, and then all of a sudden it was a it was a great musical, uh, a wonderful Christmas story, probably on on my Christmas rotation, which means a lot to me. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I might have to agree, man. That I didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh my god, this is great. Uh, biggest disappointment? <laughs> probably, probably The Dig. Because I actually expected yeah. something of that film. And that's recent, so maybe it's recency bias. But The Dig was very, oh, sure. yeah, it was very <laughs> disappointing in, in uh, both stature and and just, it, it's not like it was even bad. That's that's not, it's not the worst film. It just, from what I expected versus what result I watched, that's probably the wor- uh, the biggest disappointment. I expected it to be in that Oscars t- category, man, that it was just, ugh. Um... Most rewatchable. Most rewatchable is probably gotta be if I'm going on a different one because there's a couple that could apply to this, but I but the couple are have already been listed. So I'm gonna go White Tiger. White Tiger. It was was fun to watch. I think that there are moments in it that are just just straight up just fun to watch. Absolutely, man. Um, next, and the one that stuck with you the most, the thinkers, the lingerers. <laughs> Again, <laughs> it's funny to not have recency bias with this, but I'm going to go with probably, hmm, probably, yeah, probably Soul. I think about Soul every once in a while. It comes up in the back of my mind, the recesses of my mind. It lives there rent-free. And uh, it always it always offers something to think about, if nothing else. Yeah, I, I don't know if I think about One Night in Miami, but Sam Cooke has made his way onto all of my playlists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So, now, so I think about it then, right? Uh, and then we'll just go straight up your favorite. Favorite one? Judas and the Black Messiah, obviously. Absolutely. Especially if you have not listened to the, the previous podcast associated with this, or previous podcast, previous episode associated with this specific episode, our, our pairing of the, the two. Yeah, Ju- Judas and the Black Messiah. I go listen to the full review uh, if you haven't already. Tremendous, tremendous film. Now I don't think that I have to ask you least favorite, but I'll I'll, I'll let you take a dump on it anyway. So go for the it. The horchata loving goddamn. I don't even. It's just it's horrible. It's horrible. I I regret the time spent watching it. I regret the time spent reviewing it. I regret the time, even right now, me breathing words and giving thought towards this stupid-ass Evil Dead film. There's no reason why it should exist. It's stupid. It doesn't deserve the cult following that it has. Something better should have that cult following. Put some quality on yourself and some time and just get away from that stupid film. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Anyways. All right. Please, please support Evil Dead. Gary, <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya uh, stars in our film associated with this Gimme 5 episode, Judas and the Black Messiah. And usually I make a game surrounding the film, relevant to the film, but all my ideas seem to be disrespectful to the power and quality of the film. So I didn't want to do that. However, I did, <gasps> however, I did realize something, whether it be Judas and the Black Messiah, Black Panther, Queen and Slim, and of course Get Out, Daniel Kaluuya has a nose for quality films. So I, ha- I have made a game where I want you to guess the actors who have been associ- most associated with quote-unquote excellent films, according to IMDb and Metacritic. I'm not going to lie, this might be a horrible, horrible game because it is not easy, so I'm going to try to make it easier on you to win. I have five actors slash actresses that I need you to correctly identify and I am even going to give you three of their top films they are most known for, according to IMDb, with their most notorious film 
coming at the end of the three hints. So as the hints go on, it should be easier and you will get one guess with each hint. However, with each hint needed, you will gain one less point for every hint given. So if you get it with the first hint, three points. If you get the actor's name on the last hint, one point. In order to win, you merely need eight points. Are you ready? I'm slightly confused, but I think I mean I'm. It's, I'm I, you're not going to give me any actor names. I have to guess. Yeah, what your what your goal is right here is to guess the actor's name. That's what your goal is here. I think it will make sense the more we go along. So, yeah, let's do it. All right. So number one on both lists are the same. We start out with the film Never Let Me Go. This actor has been in Never Let Me Go. Oh my god, I don't even know what that is, man. Um, so yeah. this means that I have to move on to hit number two? Sure, sure. Uh, do you want to just know. put guess an actor actress at all? Um, you get one one guess yeah. with each hint. Uh, Marlon Brando. No. All right, Okay. next one. Promising Young Woman. Uh, Carrie Mulligan. And you get on the board with two, my friend. Absolutely, she is number one on both lists. And my last really? one would have been The Dig. So there you go. You've got two points. All right. We go to the next person on our list. The first film is Inception. Well, there's actually... You know what's yes. funny? You could... <laughs> yes. I, it's um, I'm actually going to say... It's difficult um, because there's so many stars in this film. Yeah. It, it can be uh, one of multiple. So it's not hard that you haven't seen the film. It's hard in that there's a lot to pick from. I'm actually going to say Tom Hardy. And ding, ding, ding. He hey. nails it on the first one. That guy sniffs out rolls like a chipmunk. Absolutely. Uh, my next one was going to be The Dark Knight Rises and Mad Max Fury Road would have yeah. been for all the marbles. All right. Next one. An actor who finds himself on both lists. We move along to Frank. The movie Frank. Frank. Is that animated? I cannot say. Um, I don't know, so I'm going to say Robert De Niro. Nope. You move on to the hint number two. The film is called About Time. Jesus Christ. I haven't heard of that one either. This is a male? Uh, it can be an actor or an actress. Oh, jeez. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. No. Last one. Ex Machina. Oh, um... Well, there's two really good actors in that movie who do really, really good things. About time. Never let um, uh, uh, The movie was Frank, About Time, and Ex Machina. An Ex Machina. Um, geez, it's either Oscar Isaac or Donald Gleason. Um, I'm going to say Oscar Isaac. Should have gone with your other gut. It was Donald Gleason. Oh! who in spite of Peter Rabbit in the recent Star Wars films has a film credit score of 54% in regards to excellent films. I, ah, oh man, I was so conflicted. Oh, that. by the way, I should mention, Carrie Mulligan had 70% of her films considered excellent, and then Tom Hardy had 52%. Yeah. All right, we move on to number four. You are currently at five points. You just need three more to, uh, to get to eight. So these next two, you need to get at least two points each. Here we go. Uh... The last actor to be on both lists, we go to The Master, the film called The Master. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. No. Next one. Along Came Polly. Jeez. Um, 
I don't even know what that is. So wow. I'm going to say Kate Blanchett. No. And finally, Capote. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, there we go. Attaboy. All right. Actually, I, I misspoke. If you get if you get this one on the on the first guess on the first film, then, I'll be, then yeah. you'll be ahead. All right. Oh, you gotta you gotta throw out some, some obscure movie here. Let's yeah. see. The late great Philip Seymour Hoffman, by the way, was in uh, an excellent film score of roughly forty five percent of his films. All right. Finally, we end on a hard one. I think this actor is found on only one of the lists. We start with Star Trek Into Darkness. Star Trek Into Darkness. Now, the, the hard part about Star Trek Into Darkness is that if you are not a Star Trekian or whatever the the, the, the cultists yeah. of Star Trek are, you don't necessarily know which film that one was. <laughs> I, I know it, and, you know, the educated guess would make me say Benedict Cumberbatch, but I'm actually going to go out of left field and say John Cho. You are incorrect, and ah! the best you can hope for is to tie. Next one. August Osage County. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, absolutely, boy. Oh, you tied man. it. Last one would have been the imitation game. Yeah. So, see, it made sense as we went along, yes? Yeah, no, that's actually a really good game. Thank I you. I like that one, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. All right, your turn. So, the Lady Gaga Dog Saga has ended. Oh, that's a tongue twister. Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, Dog, Gaga Saga. Dog Saga. She has her puppies back. They've been saved, and apparently there's been some security camera footage of her poor dog walker getting shot and robbed. Man, that's terrible. But um, we all know of John Wick. Have details, what... have details emerged from from it, do you know, about whether it was a targeted attack or was it just random and it happened to be Lady Gaga's dog? Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't know what the motive was. Because I know that, that they, they were thing. returned, but... Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't hear if there were details released because I know. A terrible some... thing. Why, why yeah. would you hate a per? Well, hey, why wouldn't you just try to kill her? Or like, why would you go kidnap her dogs but not kill the dogs? I would never do any of these things. But just the, if you're targeting Gaga, why? Well, the would reason. You do that? The reason I'd imagine was for ransom? the reward. Yeah, ransom. Yeah, because mm. she offered a five hundred thousand dollars reward, no questions asked. Damn. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wish I could do that. See, um, see, now it's starting to make sense, right? You're, now yeah. you're, oh, um, we well, that kind of makes, yeah. yeah, okay. So anyways, I'm sorry. I interrupted no, no, your prompt. No, you're good. Um, I'm sure that Gaga wished she had some John Wick skills. We don't know what John mm. Wick did for his dog posthumously. And I wanted to ask you, what's the silliest thing you would go full John Wick for? You know, <laughs> something stolen or something that happened for you to break out your skills and just go shoot up a... You know, some some villains, movie style, not regular people, <laughs> but you know, if you had John Wick skills. <sighs> you know what? Uh, and this is kind of weird because I'm bo I'm lazy, but weirdly, <laughs> <laughs> but what what it is is I find living with other people the hardest aspect about it is cleanliness. I could give two two greasy Golden Piper Peter Piper pizza token shits about what you do in your own room. What you do in your own room, be as loud as you want, I I guess, technically. I mean, there should be yeah. some level of consideration for the time, but whatever. Do have it as messy as you want. As long as once we leave or we're out of our release or what have you, it's the state of the room is returned to what it was before you entered, totally fine. But whenever you're in a common area, whenever you're in an area that involves all of us, let's just, I, I think, decorum amongst roommates must be upheld to the highest standard. And it, and it goes just as easy as this. 
how do I put this? Put things back the way that they were before you ever stepped foot or your presence was there. That's that's it. That's as simple as it needs to be. But yeah, whenever you see somebody microwave fish, whenever you see somebody <laughs> ever not clean uh, plates or or devices, especially if it's a single-use device. Like for me, I, I drink smoothies. And, and this actually doesn't have to do – I've recently had to – because my sister, my younger sister, has gotten into doing the, the smoothies as well. So there have been residue on the on the smoothie, but of course she's younger. She's she's uh, she's almost uh, I think she's almost 16 here. So she's she's I, I, when I was her age, I didn't care nearly as much as I do now. So I there is some gr- uh, some allowance there. There is some room for improvement and, and growth that I'm just like oh, okay, I'll just wash this again myself. But when I'm living with somebody else and we're all paying rent. I'm sorry. I don't want. I don't want leftover casserole on a plate that I did not. That wasn't even my casserole. I. I. I don't know. I don't know what this little I red hate spot is. That. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It could be diarrhea or blood for all I. I know and care. Why is that there? A wash spot? Okay, because I mean, who. Who can really do that? I get it. Sometimes I'm anal about stuff. But come on, man. Come on. Be. Be. Be a little clean. Be a little. At least have some decency to say, okay, if, if I'm not going to be the next person to eat off of this, why am I going to just leave it dirty? If, I, if I'm going to have a cooking yeah. plate, I get it. If I myself am cooking some eggs or something, I, I sometimes I, I will double use it. I will have it for lunch and then dinner, so therefore I don't clean it in between. But I'm the one using it. I will bring it to my room, and so that way after I'm done cooking it the second time, I don't know. Anyways, as you can so see, I'm very are, passionate about this. Are you hunting down the person who left their room like that? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, there's people who are passive-aggressive. I'm very much not like that when it comes to the small stuff. I care a lot about the small stuff, more so than I do about the big stuff. So I, <laughs> I will knock on the door and I'll be like, "Hey, uh, uh, man, I'm so sorry, but it seems that the dishes are dirty. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I mean, I just, I just know it wasn't mine. I don't know, you know, whatever it is. So I'm very, I'm very good in at least not like uber com- com- confrontative, but I will confront a person whenever they're off or, or you know, what, whatever it is to make life amicable. Because if the, if you let these things fester, it's just unhealthy, just unhealthy. That- let me say that um, my college roommates and I, the day we moved out, we found mushrooms growing behind our toilet. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's the actually, that's actually the other. University. Yeah. Ugh. Mm. That's the other thing, too, is that whenever you're living with a bunch of other people, the line for what you should clean versus the other person, you have to make a chore list because otherwise nobody will do it because everybody says, well, that I didn't make that part of the mess. This part of my mess I cleaned up. But then it just becomes a big, big dripping war of, oh, did I make that mess? I don't remember making that mess, but you probably made that mess not even knowing I that you made the mess. I hate that, man. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, it's, it's nice living with a girlfriend because she hates dishes. I hate wiping down counters, so I always do the dishes. Yeah. She wipes down the surfaces. It's just a, it's a good vibe. But yeah, living with a bunch of other dudes, it's, it truly sucks. Oh, it's disgusting. Gary, earlier this week, rumors started to swirl that Emma Watson would soon be retiring from acting. What? Yeah, yeah. the actress's manager has since denied the rumors, but it got me to thinking, uh, if you didn't have to worry about money, Gary, you're not rich, but you can live your life just not having to think of money. Would you retire right now? If you had all that Harry Potter money and could just go live in a cabin and retire, would you, would you do so? Uh, tentatively, yes. I'd have to look at the terms of my retirement, and in, in the sense of I would never work a regular job again. Um, I would, yeah. I mean, I would quit my job. I make you know d- decent enough money, but like I, I don't want to work. At best, I know that yeah. you like to write, 
At best, you wouldn't have to go under the aspirations of, you could still write, that can be an outlet for you, but it will never be published to any degree. Oh, really? Okay, so, so I can't just be rich and then try to be a, a professional writer either? No, you just have to, Ooh. you have to retire. I have to just stop completely. Um, yeah. Then you know what, man? I'm about that grind. I can retire yeah. when I'm when I'm older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. I, with those conditions, yeah. Okay. Retire? I can be tired when I'm dead. All right, exactly. go ahead. <laughs> so I I read an interesting essay or the first few words of one in the New York Times about a senior <laughs> softball league full of 80 year olds playing okay. softball in COVID in the, the little bubble. It got me thinking, this is a two-parter, A, what sport do you think that you could still be legitimately good at at age 80? I'll have you answer that one first. Uh, it's going to be pickleball. I'm great now, great later. I'm going to age like LeBron, like a fine freaking wine. Okay, I am literally Googling this right now because I – oh, oh, okay. It's like the – Oh, yeah, like pickleball, if you've never tennis. heard of – yeah, if you've never heard of pickleball or never know what it is because uh, it <laughs> – I guess it can sound dirty. Uh, it, think of the perfect compromise between ping pong and tennis. It's right in the middle, shorter court, still outside, but it's a much it's a it's a waffle ball almost. And you go outside, and you're you're ideally you're set up into this small little square, and it's set into four parts. So you and a partner on one side, there's another partner on the other. So it's a lot more cardio and a lot more work actually than tennis because if you're well i guess if you're really good at tennis it's not because then you're going around and you're actually keeping the ball afloat but if not if you're like me a loser at tennis this actually keeps the ball in play because of the way the ball's constructed there's much more start and stop speed it's it's yeah it's, it's a lot of fun i advise anybody and all people to at least try it it's i find it to be quite fun I have a great quick pickleball story, man. I was a, a production assistant on a commercial being shot at a very wealthy retirement community in Wickenburg. And one of the features was like unlimited pickleball courts. And we were, we, uh, we were going to use, you know, people who actually live in the community for the commercial, but they were all white, you know, so they needed some diversity in the commercial. So they hired this, this actor who must have been like 40. Right, and he's this like really tall, like ripped black dude, and he comes in, and we put him in the pickleball court, and all the old white residents are looking at him like, "What the hell is going on?" And he just roasted everybody in pickleball, so they had to like tell him to to take it easy on him. And that was my first experience with pickleball, and it does look very fun. And those old people are like, oh, they sweating. are sweating like they're really good. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's a great workout. It it certainly reigns supreme in the senior citizen you know, yeah. senior citizen community. I, I'm not going to make any bones about that. Yeah. But especially if you're younger, I mean, it's it's great. It's absolutely it's a tremendous uh, workout. I I have a pickleball partner that me and uh, her go and play, and it's oh, fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Oh and oh yeah, part two. Speaking oh, yeah. of speaking of elder abuse. How much money would it take? Okay, so Mike Tyson is 54 right now. Oh, now, how okay. much money would it take for you to box Mike Tyson at age 65? Full contact, 12 rounds. You will not be saved 12? by the bell. You cannot leave the ring. Yeah, this is – it's like Wait, a cage Wait, I can't match. be saved by the bell. Oh, uh, you – I'm sorry. You, the ref will not ever call the fight. So it's almost like a fight to the death against Mike Tyson. You're stuck oh in a God. ring for 12 rounds, um, and he's 65. So we, uh, you know, fast forward the clock about nine years. 
how much money would it take for you to fight? Because have you seen this guy hit like now? He's <laughs> he gets still yeah, hit he's, really hard. Oh man. no, he's he's still tremendous. I so I get him in nine years is what you're saying. You get him in nine years. He ages and you you, you grow up a little bit too, but he's still Iron Mike. Hmm. I get him in nine years. How much money would it? Because honestly, I think if there's if the referee never stops, and so essentially, I just need to work on cardio to outrun this guy. True. I don't know that I can do it because I think one. I think here's here's my biggest worry: one punch or even five punches. I think he'll land at least at least, and I think I'm being generous, very generous to myself. If he even lands five punches, by at least the fifth punch, I will be knocked out. And so if I'm knocked out, I will be left defenseless to him grounding and pounding me to death. You'll to die. absolute death. <laughs> You'll die. So, so I don't know what the cost is for knowing that I, even at, what, 69 you said? 59? 59. Six, he, he's going to be 65. And right now he's 56. Man, because I truly believe that he will, if he's already still this committed this late, I don't believe that he's going to all of a sudden give up. It'll be like Sylvester Stallone is still jacked. Arnold Schwarzenegger is still jacked. Even yeah. though they're old, they just whenever you're that old and you're that committed, you're, you're pretty much going to, it's, it's the, it's the Chuck, uh, you know, Chuck, uh, Chuck Barkley, Charles Barkley, who's, who he gave up his athleticism and physique long ago. So I'd be much fine with him, but it's, but if you yeah. stayed fit till this point, I don't know. Anyways, it's a long way of going around. It'd have to be because I can't be saved by the referee nailing me out. I'm, I would have to say we're talking a billion dollars because it's my life. <laughs> you would die. Yeah. I, I it's, mean, it's my life. Let's say like if, if we could schedule it now and say you got like nine years or you know how many years to train about nine nine years, you know, a billion dollars. Again, though, we're talking. I don't I, in my current state right now of where I am physically, I don't know if I can take a punch. Some people just are built to not be able to take a punch. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. So since I have no knowledge of that, I have to assume the worst that I can't. And therefore, once I can't, the only thing that's going to save me is the bell because the referee, if if won't be able to stop in between those rounds, won't be able to stop me. So I have to assume that if I am knocked unconscious, I will be left defenseless and will lead to death because then he'll just pummel on me. If that is the case, my life is worth is invaluable, so therefore I'd have to put an invaluable amount of money. And maybe I would even go to like Bezos' money because I value my life, obviously. It's invaluable. Yeah. So therefore putting a valuation is would be ridiculous. So anyways, that was a that was a deceptively good question. Um <laughs> Gary, we go back to one of our favorite segments with the game My Sister Gifted Me at Christmas. Remember, I will draw a card and ask you the film trivia question. If you answer correctly, you shall get a point. If not, you shall fail and lose a point. Since we must do eight separate questions because of the way the card is formatted, I must remind us both that you can win with five or more correct answers, lose with five or more, in or, five or more incorrect answers, or tie with only four right and four wrong answers. Gary, are you ready? I'm always ready for this wild game, man. Let's yes, do it. it. It's it's always a mix. It's either incredibly hard or just duh, easy. All right. The letters WD could be seen on the floor during Belle and the Beast's dance in Beauty and the Beast. What do they stand for? Walt Disney. Absolutely. Ding, ding, ding. Hey. He's, he's on the board. Uh, where is Miguel temporarily trapped in the 2018 movie Coco. Um, the, the, Five, the underworld. Four, 
By, uh, that is incorrect. It's called The Land of the Dead. Oh, come on, man. That's the Underworld. I'm so... No, Underworld I would accept if, if we're talking Hercules, but not Coco. That's disrespectful, my friend. That is disrespectful. How dare you fight that Cancel role. Gary, man. Cancel him. Absolutely. Uh, for which movie did Tim Burton have 40 squirrels trained to crack nuts? Oh, uh, Charlie Five. and the Chocolate Factory. Absolutely. He's back on the board, baby. Daddy, how, I want a squirrel. How many times is the phrase old sport said during the 2013 version of The Great Gatsby? Oh, my God. What the hell? Uh, 137. Uh, no, you're wrong, but 55. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Who would know that? <laughs> Who would know that, man? Jeez, I'm so sorry. All right. Old sport. Oh, what is Sean Connery's real first name? John. <laughs> John uh, Connery. Not a completely horrible guess. Uh, it's Thomas. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. You're currently at three to two, three being wrong answers. Next one. Oh, in what kind of car does Michael J. Fox go back to the future? A DeLorean. You're incorrect, and I'm not sure how or why, but it's 13. I... <laughs> <laughs> what? It, it says, again, I'll read the question. In what kind of car does Michael J. Fox go back to the future? And is then, that, is that the model? The says 13. <laughs> there, this is not real, man. I, I don't know. I just showed you on the card. It's just, a DeLorean. He even says it. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm I'm so sorry. You, you are already, at best, at a tie range. You have to get Jeez. these last two in order to get a tie. You've been losing at these the past couple weeks. All right. Rich... Oh, which royal role did Judy Dench reprise in 2017? Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> You're wrong. It's Queen Victoria. Ah! In Victoria and Abdul. As of 2018, All About Eve, Titanic, and which other movie have been nominated for 14 Academy Awards? Lord of the Rings Return of the King? And it's a very Wait, bad um, week for you. Ben Hur. Ben Hur. No, 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 no. Uh, La La Land. Oh, yeah. I just watched that one last weekend. Holds up. Yeah, that reminded me. I wanted to watch Queen Victoria, but I just forgot that I wanted to. All right. There was something good that came out of this. Oh, and that you lost. I got crazy. roasted, man. I yeah. Hey, man. We're going to have to look 13? into that 13. Yeah, that, that one doesn't make any sense to me. I, yeah. If you're if you're listening right now and you know the answer, please put us in the DMs. Put us in the DMs and let us know what the heck 13 means. Go ahead, Gary. Your turn. Your last one. Okay. So, I had a great time last week hearing you give some pitches on some news articles if those news articles were to be turned into movies. Ah, yes. So, I'm a film executive. And this week, I just wrote three titles. I wrote three noir-ish titles because... I felt like Judas and the Black Messiah reminded me of a lot of good noir movies. So I'm going to give you three titles, and I'm going to try to get you to just pitch me 30 seconds of what your movie would be based on that title. The first one is, And the Crows Would Sleep at Night. Just uh, just to be clear, it's does it have to be in the style of, of film noir, you're saying? Or do they just have noir titles? Mm, film noir. Has to be ish. film noir. I mean, because Judas and the Black Messiah is ish, yeah, you know. Okay. Uh, so this is going to be a film where the serial killer is loose in a small town, 
And his exclusive MO, I know it's been done before, but it's usually just for one kill, but his exclusive MO is uh, hanging people up like a la a scarecrow. Oh, I like yeah. that, man. That's yeah. your pitch. That's good, man. That's, that's creepy visual. Yeah, we, we make that PG-13 so you know kids can come see it. It's still gory. That's good, man. Yeah. All right, next title, True Extortion. <laughs> uh, true Extortion. This, uh, it's a film noir, so I'm going to say that True Extortion is in the mold of Body Heat. However, the difference being that it, it details, no, 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 scratch that, scratch it, even better, True Extortion, the true story of the GameStop short debacle. True extortion, oh. <laughs> but from the perspective of a hedge fund manager. Okay, I, I like, and it's it's Noari because because he knows the person who owns that Reddit GameStop beat. And there's some kind of weird stalkery, violent thing going on. I like Absolutely. that. Man. Okay, last but not least, he came from underneath, and yes, that's what she said. But <laughs> when I wrote the title, he came from underneath. It just that sounded Noari to me. Yeah, he came from underneath the film. Well, Gary, I'm so glad I caught you in this elevator because my pitch for he came from underneath is... Wow. I'm thinking what it's going to have to be is something along the lines of there is a person. There is a person who... Oh, okay, so it's a serial killer who uh, exclusively kills via scuba scuba gear so like if okay. he, uh, so he 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 lives in boston and there's a lot of empty boats that people go and find but there's no there's no logs saying anybody else was in a raft saying that anybody else was in a a, a yacht anywhere near this yacht but yet they come out and find a, a stranded boat and people are are dead and and eventually they find out that it was just a person who had uh, who would go out from underneath his little back cave area and scuba dive and then pull up to a yacht and, and take them down below. I like that, man. So th it's these are, it's these a are bit on the nose. noir -er, noir and horror. Horror, yeah. we could call it horror. Well, yeah. this one's more, this one's not necessarily horror. This is like a person in full scuba gear, uh, just a serial killer. But his, his specialty and how he gets away with it is that he's, because he's in scuba gear, he has a, you know, like, uh, did you ever see The Rock, the movie The Rock with Sean no. Connery and Nicolas Cage? Have not. Fan fantastic. I love that you didn't. Um, but it, there's like these, like, underwater scuba gear mopeds almost that they hold onto, like jet skis yeah. that guide them. Okay. So the way that he gets away with it is that they think that they fell out or were lost to sea and that this place is especially dangerous and so... The way that he gets away with it is that nobody ever finds the body because he drags them underneath, leaves it for the fishes, yada yada yada. I like that, and that, yeah, okay, a little bit of, of, of a Zodiac vibe too, because we gotta, sure. we gotta go underwater, track this dude down. Fantastic Absolutely. pitches, Philip. You are signed. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, Gary. I shall end my gimme five with a sad farewell. Fry's Electronics will be closing their stores permanently. What? Yeah. Dude. While I while I am saddened. As I think any sentimental folks who had been inside one of the stores in the recent past would also feel, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it was one of the strongest brands mixed with a poor business model comparable only to Playboy. The internet has almost single-handedly killed Playboy a couple of times, but we all know what it is. 
Anyways, Fry's Electronics was a really cool place to visit that I rarely bought anything from. What is the last place to close down that you miss? Dude, first of all, let me just say, going in and seeing, like, those, like, Mayan, like... Yeah. <laughs> what, what were they doing? Like, going there as a kid was so cool. So, is so it still cool. open now? Like, can I go to the one on Thunderbird before it's gone? I'm I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure. I'll send you the, the link to the article I found. We have to go hit it up and, like, film something. Um, Honestly, man, for me, it's someplace that's out of state. Um, I haven't been there in a while, but it made me really sad to think about. Um, it's UCB Sunset, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, um, oh. located on Sunset in Hollywood. Um, I took in California. Classes. Yeah, in, yeah, in, in California. That the theater started by Amy Poehler and the gang. Um, it was one of the main theaters, and um, I studied sketch comedy there. I met some wow. really cool people there. That's very prestigious, my friend. Oh, you just pay him money. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, still, but yeah. it's a prestigious institution, though. Yeah, it was. I, I had probably a better time there than I did in my graduate program, man. It was. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Such a good time. I went to a ton of shows, and I, I felt really good about it, man. And then. Wait, you're saying it like, closed? Not UCB as a whole, but that location. Because yeah. of COVID, they couldn't afford the rent. It was a huge space. They had, like, multiple theaters yeah. and. It was like um, you remember North Point. They had the two-story high school building with lots Our of classrooms. School. Yeah, that that was what it was like, but with a theater underneath. Man, it was fantastic. Wow. Man, it, you would show up and you just feel so good. And everyone was always laughing. Just great vibes. And it's closed. I like cried, man. I was so sad. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not as familiar with locations out there as I am in Arizona. Um, obviously, Hollywood and Sunset is is very specific, but I still am just that geographically challenged. I have. Some things that get out of my purview and I'm just horrible at. One of them is the months of the year and the other is directions. Uh, but yeah. uh, I've definitely been to UCB. I know that there were multiple locations. But if it, I don't think it was the one that I went to because it doesn't sound like it was that expansive. So, uh, But I, that's why I was surprised to hear about UCB. But, yeah, no, good, good, jo- good choice. Good choice. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it and wraps it up for Give Me Five. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to listen to the accompanying episode for Judas and the Black Messiah. I think both of us could not recommend the podcast episode yeah. uh, any more than we do now, as well as the film. It just it, It's so good, it deserves to be even noted in the Give Me Five episode accompanying it. And uh, make sure to listen to all of our previous episodes. Even though they aren't as good as Judas and the Black Messiah, doesn't mean that they're not still good. Come on. Give us a listen. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you have not already. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google uh, Podcasts, everything except for Pandora. We just forget Pandora. Forget Pandora. For Podcast of Samaritus, Gary Boucher. I'm not 13, Philip, and neither is Gary, but apparently the DeLorean is. Thank you so much for listening to this and all of our accompanying podcasts. Bye.